finds Barrett. Get a shot up. This is for the win. Oh, it's good off the window. RJ Barrett wins it for the Knicks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. I'm Gary, your host, and we're here to add value, encouragement, updates for you as basketball card collectors and investors. And if you've been with us for some time, you know that once in a while, we do an episode or a series called Basketball Cards 101. And it is what it says it is. 101 level beginner essential information. So maybe that's you. You're brand new to the hobby of basketball cards here in 2022, or you're coming back to it after you used to collect back when you were 12 or 18 or whatever, and Kobe Bryant was a rookie, you know, no matter where you're at, we, today we want to cover some essentials for you. The topic surrounding this would be, how do I know what cards to look for? In other words, what traits, what characteristics, what makes a card stand out? In other words, what makes a card pop? What makes it hot? What makes it a draw? What are the characteristics, even keywords you could search for on eBay or wherever else? to find cards that stand out. So let's get after it. So there's a lot going on in the world of sports cards lately and maybe you have been tracking with it but for basketball fan purposes NBA hoops released uh, a couple days ago which is the the of the all the popular mass produced usually available at retail places like Target and Walmart or online for those uh, hoops is the most popular cheap option and uh, I I probably have given my opinions. I mean, it's, they come out first with the rookie cards, players like Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham, Franz Wagner, all in their NBA uniforms. It is cool to see what they look like. I don't chase after any of the regular cards, but in fact, we could even use this set, uh, NBA Hoops, as an example for today's topic on Basketball Cards 101. How, do, how does a card stand out? What are the traits, the characteristics the unique things you could be looking for because uh, on one hand as a, a collector or investor I'm going to assume a couple things that you you want good cards and you you'll notice things that stand out and you want something that's going to at least retain its value maybe has a, a decent chance of increasing in value over time sometimes that could be pretty quick sometimes it takes a while and you just got to hang on and wait but uh so the NBA Hoops set released uh, Friday, and this next week, Don Russ. And I'm one of those guys that came back to the hobby after 20-year hiatus, and I recognize the name Don Russ from when I collected baseball cards as a kid. Remember my um, Fred McGriff, Don Russ-rated rookie, the Teddy Higuera, the Jose Canseco, all those, all those guys. So I thought Don Russ was just a baseball card. Well, just to let you know, Don Russ Hobby Boxes will be out and available this coming Friday. And you can you can look for them on websites like Blowout Cards or Panini America uh, or your local card store. 
LCS, local card shop, right? And they are going to be a little cheaper than they used to be, but still fairly expensive. The the hobby boxes are, are like bigger, they have more cards, and they often have unique inserts, unique subsets, and have more cards that are uh, rare or have special features on them. So I'm pumped up about Donruss more than I was about Hoops. Wouldn't take much. I really do like Donruss. If I can get nicely centered, clean looking rookies of Evan Mobley and Cade Cunningham, I would consider sending them in to get graded. But uh, so that, that's big news. Two big sets coming out this week. And a lot of you have heard that that the Tops company, Tops, was bought out by Fanatics. And Fanatics is going to transform in some way the way uh, sports cards are bought and sold and dealt and even what they're how they're produced and how connected they are with the leagues. Because Fanatics is this enormous company that now has the future licenses for Major League Baseball the NBA, the NFL, and I'm sure they'll add to their list a few others, but but that is that is big news that they bought Tops, and you could watch out. Maybe they're going to buy Panini next. Panini makes a lot of the best brands of basketball cards. So I want to get get this, steer this conversation towards the 101 level, okay? So if you are an expert collector investor, you know all the terms and you've got friends that ask you these questions, <laughs> maybe this podcast episode would be something you could say, hey, just go listen to uh, Hoops and Cards about what makes a card stand out. Go listen to that episode from you know, January of 22. I want this to be one of those episodes that is at least a primer to go over what makes a card valuable, attractive, unique, worth chasing, all those things. And uh, the reason I'm doing this, number one, we haven't done a basketball card 101 episode in a while. And number two, as we have all these new releases coming out with the new rookies this NBA season, I'm thinking this would be helpful for all of us because there's a part of me that just wants to chase after the first card I can get my hands on. Get that Evan Mobley, get that Jalen Green, get that Chris Duarte, you know, I'm excited to see these rookies. I think it is a pretty good rookie class, despite what you might have heard on other podcasts. <clears throat> it is a great rookie class. And uh, so so there's a part of me that's going to want to get, you know, each rookie card. Let me, let me just say Evan Mobley because I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan and I live close to Cleveland. So there's going to be part of me that wants to get every Evan Mobley card I can. But some are different. Some Evan Mobley cards are better than others. Some are going to be worth nothing in about a month, and others may go up in value in a month, maybe significantly higher in value when they even come out. So let me talk about some elements that make a card stand out, because if it's just the regular card, and that those are called base, right? Just card number 201 in the regular Don Russ set or the regular hoop set. And that's not bad. I'm not saying these are bad cards. I'm saying there's simply way too many of these made and so easy to get your hands on eventually. And they don't stand out from the others. They've become the, you know, it's funny because for a while the base cards were really hot for about a year there. And they became the thing everybody chased because they were, they were, they, they didn't use the term base as much. They used the term iconic. It's the iconic rookie of Zion Williamson. 
Um, I don't want any card of Zion right now, just saying. But like the one that people recognize and stands out, that will be the base card. However, even the base, the regular rookie, can come with variations, parallels, numbers, autos, patches, hollows, silver refractors. There are so many things. And so I want to go over some of those things now with you. All right. Uh, to those of you that are new, you, you need to understand that uh, on one hand, you might be just as excited to get your hands on any cards right now. And, and that's fun. We, we can kind of learn along the way as we go. Right. But if you're going to put some thoughtful money into this or some thoughtful time into this, you'll be glad you listened. I mentioned some of those things that help a card stand out. Number one would be autographs that players come with uh, a lot of, a lot of their cards come with an autograph maybe it's a sticker maybe it's an on card autograph sometimes it has a special description it says this is the rookie ink or this is hoop signatures or this is panini penmanship like they have all these funky names for them and maybe there's only one card per box that has an autograph but if you go to a card show or if you go to eBay, or if you go online to places like ComC and Starstock and, you know, your Facebook group, you'll see a lot of people uh, displaying, selling, sharing cards that have the player's autograph on them. And I'm not talking about you saw Donovan Mitchell at a game, handed him a purple Sharpie and he signed the card. Like if that's the case, congratulations to you. Um, But you're going to need to get that authenticated in order to increase its value. What I'm telling you is the card companies themselves have players sign tons of stickers or tons of cards, and then they get kind of thrown in, mixed in inside mostly hobby boxes, but certainly here and there in blaster boxes, hanger boxes, retail, other ways that you can find them. And an autograph for me, uh, I, I will say this, for the last two years, I have not paid enough attention to autograph cards. I'm sitting on cards of players like Shea Gilgis Alexander, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jason Tatum, and their decent regular base rookie cards. And I'm, I'm sitting here going, shoot. Uh, the autograph would have cost a little bit more up front. You get, you get an autograph card. It's going to be another 30, 40% more. Sometimes, sometimes significantly more than the base card. And, uh, you know, I was just trying to get cards of everybody. Well, I wish, like in hindsight, I had bought cards, rookie cards with autographs on them. So somebody pulls out an Evan Mobley rookie that's a rookie signature where he's autographed the card, even in NBA hoops, right? The cheap, cheap line that, that just came out last week, his rookie autos. And there's your word, auto, A-U-T-O. That is a key search term on eBay. So you would type in, Cade Cunningham rookie auto or Jalen Green Donruss auto because that's how the hobby refers to autographed cards. Don't type in the word autograph. Uh, They might not show up for you or somebody else who felt like typing a lot. This is just auto, okay? But the, the Evan Mobley hoops autos were selling, not just being listed at the price of, they were actually selling for well over $1,000 this week. 
Now that's that's quite a jump from Evan Mobley's basic hoops rookie card, right? That maybe ten dollars, fifteen, twenty when it first came out. Uh, mo- in most cases, that number right now for the autograph sale is high because it's brand new, and people are like, "I gotta get the autograph." Well, then Don Russ version will come out, then Prism, Select, Optic, Mosaic. There's a bunch of others: Revolution, Crown Kings. Uh, no, Court Kings, Crown Royale, <laughs> um, Illusions, Chronicles, Contenders, National Treasures, Flawless, just saying names so you can say you heard of them. But autographs make a card stand out. Another thing that makes a card stand out, friends, is if it is numbered. And maybe you're used to seeing numbers on the back of cards, like that's, oh, that's number 201 in the set. Yeah, that is the card's set number. But the production number, where you might see a, uh, 201 slash 299. That means you have card number 201 out of 299 that they made. Those are called numbered. They limited the number they produced and they wanted you to know about it. So it's like a limited edition card. So when I buy a Ja Morant rookie base card, if it has like numbers on it like 17 slash 99 that means they only made 99 of those cards they're worth a ton more because of scarcity remember supply and demand well if the supply is limited and the demand like how many fans do you think want that ja morant card well thousands (laughs) like how many people around the world recognize ja morant perhaps as the best rookie of his class in 2019 and as an all-star and an mvp candidate like the demand for that is only going to go up So companies like Panini, they got smart and they produced different uh, numbered cards, numbered to 25, numbered to 49, numbered to 99. And those are things you can search on eBay as well. A limited number of card is worth significantly more than just the regular base cards. So if you're at a show or at a shop and you see a card of your favorite young player, Or even these can go way back, people. They can go back to, you know, 20, 30 years ago, numbered cards. And again, it's going to cost a bit more up front. But when the demand goes up for that player's cards, the numbered cards, the limited edition, the scarcity will drive those prices even higher. So there's another thing I wish I had paid more attention to. I don't have a lot of numbered cards. I don't. And you've heard me talk about players like that I've focused on collecting like LeBron James, Darius Garland, Jaron Jackson Jr., Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Trey Young. I have very few numbered cards of those guys. In fact, I don't have any numbered rookies of any of them except for Darius Garland. So I'm going back through going, man, my leveling up, like getting to the next level of cards is going to involve getting cards that have autographs or that are numbered or both. And sometimes when you're going to search on eBay for numbered cards, you could search for SP, which is short print. You could search for SSP, which is super short print. You could search for, excuse me, forward slash 99 to find out all the cards of that Jalen Brown forward slash 99, all the cards that are limited of Jalen Brown or all the cards that are limited of the Joker. That's for you. We've got some Jokic, some, some Jokic. I know how to say his name. Jokic. I just don't know why we don't call him the Joker. So things that stand out, 101s, what did I say? Autos, I said if they're numbered. Let me add again, 
if they are a variation card. So let's take prism cards, for example. The regular prism look of a card is usually silver. And uh, you can tilt it from side to side and it just kind of stays this um, basic silver. But then there's others that when you tilt them, they shine. And there's, there's, there's some red, there's some blue, there's some purple, there's green. There's all different kinds of colors. Each one of those, if it's the same picture of the player, but a different color border, it can be what's called a parallel. So like a green flood parallel or optic blue velocity, different designs. And you can actually find out that some of these designs were made lots of copies of that card, right? Like optic pink hyper. But some of these were very short supply cards like prism golds or tiger stripes or zebra stripes. I'm saying it would it would help you out, help all of us out if we went to look at a summary page. Cardboard Connection has a lot of these that describes a full set and says, hey, the base cards, they probably made, you know, how many hundred thousand of those. But then they give you a list of all the parallels. And if it's Prism, you'd see pink cracked ice, red cracked ice, green, Prism Hyper, silver. Those are often the, the, the best or most popular of the parallels. The silver as just this block silver border that as you tilt it, it shines and you see a rainbow. It's a prism refractor. So uh, look at the set summary on one of these websites and it will show you. And here's the thing. I'm going back now and buying cards of players that are parallels, that are colored or that are uh, more limited because of their design, because they used a different picture of the player on the front of the card and it's called a variation. Those are unique. So we've got, so far I've told you autographs, I've told you numbered cards, I've told you parallels and variations like a different angle or a different picture of the player. I also want to tell you about patches or memorabilia or or pieces of a player's shoe. Like a lot of these cards today, you may only get one per box, but it comes with some slice of the NBA game that uh, like a game worn little patch of this guy's jersey is put into the card. And so it's called usually a patch or a jersey. And if you see the phrase RPA, that stands for Rookie Patch Auto. Say it with me, Rookie Patch Auto. RPA, Rookie Patch Auto. Some players, some card collectors, excuse me, make it, we make it our goal to say, when there's an awesome player I like coming out, man, I want to get an RPA of Kevin Porter Jr. Oh, I thought I said awesome player. Well, he, he has a lot of talent. Okay, I just, I just said him because I have one of his national treasures to 99 numbered to 99 with an autograph with a patch it's called a rookie patch auto sorry to be yelling at you guys i just want him to do well part of it's because i like the card and because i like the player but i also was hoping to like you know eventually sell it for what some of these other rookie patch autos are going for rpas I like cards that have a piece of the game. In fact, for a while, people were being encouraged to buy Kobe Bryant patch cards or Kobe Bryant. Sometimes you'll hear the word relic because these are like um, an artifact, a relic from the actual game when this player played. You can read the description of what it actually is on the card or on the back of a card. And it might say game worn or game used. If it doesn't say those things, then you wonder, did they just buy that jersey at Dick's Sporting Goods and cut it up? Or was it actually ever worn by LeBron James? But those things usually add value to cards. 
Sometimes it makes them harder to grade because those cards are a little thicker, but PSA and other grading places will do it. <clears throat> I'm just saying, go after cards. Some of the rookie patch autos are the nicest, coolest, cleanest looking cards I've ever seen. So I, I love those. Um, you, you will find more of them made. In fact, it seems like almost all of the cards made by Flawless or National Treasures or Immaculate, they have they have some of these extras already built into the card, right? They make a limited edition version of them anyway. Those are some things, you guys, of course, I should add graded cards, right? A card that's already in a plastic slab by PSA or BGS or SGC or HGA. All those, all those places that would say, hey, this is a 10, this is gem mint, or this is BGS 9.5. Uh, that makes a card... First of all, uh, fun to display. It affirms that it's in awesome condition. It affirms that it has, has enduring value. And it's certainly worth searching for those cards. I, some players I just want to get graded cards of. I got a PSA 9 of Anthony Simons Prism yesterday. And I got a good deal on it. So I'm like, shoot. I think when Dame finally leaves or they finally add a star to him, at some point, Anthony Simons is going to get a chance to show what he can do on a regular basis. And I really like him. For another example that I got this week, I got, uh, I got a, I'm not going to say Karis LeVert. I'm going to say Malik Monk. I got a Malik Monk Prism Silver Refractor from his rookie year. I got it for, I want to say $16 on eBay. I love Malik Monk's game. He's finally starting and playing a ton of minutes. His cards are going up right now. This is me telling you, search for Malik Monk stuff. And if you're like, if you think he's going to get a lot of attention playing next to LeBron and they might make a playoff run once they get their stuff together, Malik might be a guy worth investing in. You know, I was going to get to this. One of the things that could make a card stand out is that the player is on the rise there's news involving the player. Bull Bull just got traded to the Pistons. Like that card will stand out, even if it's just for a week, because there's news jumping around that guy. Or a card will stand out because it's a goat, greatest of all time. It's a LeBron. Oh, you got a Giannis. Oh, you got a Steph Curry. Oh, you got. Like sometimes their base cards obviously are worth a lot more than the other guy's base cards. But the mega cards stand out and have value that that is going to last beyond that person's career. Greatest of all timers. Kobe's and Jordan's and Shaq's, LeBron's. I said Giannis, didn't I? Right? There's there's a lot of us that speculated Luka Doncic would be one of those guys. And now I'd say, yeah, probably still. But when's he going to win something? You know, when is Zion going to get healthy? When is Denver going to really contend to make the Joker a possible one of these dudes? I'm looking at John Morant going, I think he's next. I think he's the guy. But things that make a player, excuse me, a card stand out are going to be not just about that actual card, but uh, is it a player on the rise? Is it a player that's respected around the globe? And I, I should add one thing. When I said cards that are graded stand out, when you look at cards that are not graded, because some of us want to buy a card, just, just the card. Maybe I'll pay more to get it graded someday. Maybe not. Well, I would say if it's not well-centered, sometimes it's really obvious. Sometimes you can just ask a friend. If it's not well-centered, don't buy it, right? If it's got bad corners, don't buy it. If it's a prism or mosaic card and it's got a bunch of dimples or just one dimple that's visible, don't buy it. 
You'll be glad I'm telling you this. There are other cards in the sea, other fish <laughs> to look at. Like you don't have to buy that card just because you wanted it. And there it is at the card show. If you find it and it's only graded a seven, but you wanted a nine, like wait, there's more places to access cards now than ever. So I would, I would just encourage you, beg you to wait. Okay. Uh, all sorts of good things about cards that make them stand out. Sometimes it is the, the set that they are from that it's a more prestigious brand of card. National treasures are high-end. Immaculate and flawless are high-end. NBA hoops, Donruss, not so much, right? Cards that are higher-end brand will stand out a bit more. So if you're out there and you're like, man, I was, I was ready to collect all the rookies in hoops and uh, you're overpaying already, buying those on eBay, like have fun and enjoy it. That's why we're here. But if you want to buy cards that will retain their value, then you have to think about what brand, what condition is it in? How many did they make of these? Does it have any unique features? You can sometimes do, do some of that learning by saying, okay, what are last year's rookies worth? What are the LeBrons from two years ago worth? The graded ones, like, and see if I buy in now to this, does it have similar potential? Lots of questions to ask. I know it's a lot to cover in a, in a one-on-one episode, especially when we haven't done one in a while. But with these new sets coming out, I wanted to give you some goods, some treats. You know what I'm saying? Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Basketball Cards 101 episode. And, you know, for some of you that you love listening to podcasts, you wish there was more of this stuff. Hey, I'd love to have you join Hoops Plus. That is our subscriber, our membership platform. For less than the cost of a quarter pounder a month, you can get more episodes of Hoops and Cards. Introduction to our Discord channel where we talk about cards throughout the week. You get to support the show, which I love that. Thank you guys for supporting the show. We can't do this without you. And then also prizes that happen every month. So love for you to take that plunge. Join Hoops Plus. You can find us in the show notes for today's podcast, or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe. Jump in to Hoops Plus. Guys. Nice move. Hey, everybody, that's going to do it for this episode of Basketball Cards 101. I just wanted to, to hit on the majors, right? What makes the card stand out? As it comes out, these new releases with these new rookies, are you looking for cards that might have an autograph or that might have a number? You got to look on both sides of the card and see, is there a shiny, like, engraved number? 01 slash 15. That means you got one out of 15. That's awesome. That's a limited edition card or a short print. What if a card is a parallel? Ooh, that's the same rookie card of Cade Cunningham, but this one is purple and wavy. That's the prism purple wave that actually is one of the more rare numbered cards that prism puts out in uh, some of their regular sets. Is it a variation, a different photo? Does it have a patch or a jersey or a piece of memorabilia in it? Is it a relic, right? Is it a player that's on the rise? Is it a graded card? Is it a goat card? Is it well-centered? Are the corners sharp? Is anything faded? Does it have any dimples? You know, did someone wipe their nose on the car? <laughs> you 
Get what I'm saying? Do some research before you spend money because some of these you're getting into more expensive cards like the RPAs. You don't want to overpay, but you don't want to miss out on one either. So do a little bit of research. 130point.com, gemrate.com, Starstock, Card Ladder. I love Card Ladder as a tool. In fact, if you want to sign up for Card Ladder, they've got a great deal for us if you just check out the show notes for today. I use them as a tool for my a lot of my collection. But uh, people, I'm so pumped up about this week in the NBA, not just because of the Bull Bull trade and me impulsively looking at Bull Bull silver rookies. <laughs> I, I didn't buy any, but, uh, you know, the news, the news. Clay Thompson's back. Yay. Kyrie is back. I, I don't. Maybe these are your guys. I look mostly at the players that are on a roll for about eight to ten games. So if that winds up being Anthony Simons, okay. But some players are just, they are hot this year and they are proven what they can do. And they're guys like, obviously, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, DeJounte Murray, Kobe White is back, Tyler Hero, Jalen Brown, Julius Randle, Kevin Durant. Lots of great players to follow and chase. So I'll uh, look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to Hoops and Cards. I'm Gary, your host. Gary, your host. Have a great weekend and week. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Garland gets the roll, draws the foul, and has a chance for the three-point play. You know what the happiest animal on earth is? A goldfish. You know why? No. Got a 10-second memory. Be a goldfish, Sam.